Welcome everybody out there to Raising Canes episode 46. I've got Jeremy with me on the mic his first time. He wants to start a podcast too, but we're going to talk about raising kids in the COVID world. Welcome, Jeremy. Hey, thanks. All thanks right. for having me. So you've got two little girls. I do. And you were pre-COVID, everything was fine. You know, they were in school and and then what, March 2020, the mm-hmm. bottom just dropped out. So yep. take me through that. Yeah, so my 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 oldest was uh, in first grade. My youngest uh, is a year younger than than her, a year and a half, basically younger than my oldest. And so my oldest was in first, going to school. Um, what happened is she was actually having a really rough year in school. She wasn't connecting with the teacher very well before COVID. Before COVID, and we were already seeing like, man, she's kind of slipping, and this isn't so great. Um, my youngest was just doing some work at home here and there. Mm -hmm. And we had somebody at home kind of watching them while my wife and I work. Um, so everything's, you know, running smoothly, I guess. We're just trying to figure out what to do with my oldest. And, uh, and so COVID hit, well, when COVID hit, it actually for us turned out to be a blessing because we, uh, uh, we have a, we have a, uh, a mother-in-law suite in our basement. So we have mm-hmm. a, a roommate. It's a friend of mine that I've known for since I was 16. She then became best friends with my wife. And so they're inseparable. So she's living with us. She's an educator. She didn't have a job at the time. And we said, listen, COVID's happening. Everything's shutting down. Can we pay you <laughs> to basically, you know, watch the kids while we're wow. working and educate at the same time? And she was like, this sounds like a win-win. So every day she would get up and she would work through some stuff with my eldest. And then my youngest, just because she was around, she was, you know, not even, she was, I guess, pre-K at the time. Mm -hmm. She kind of was like, well, I want to get in on this too. So what, what started out as a pretty rough year for my oldest, she ended up actually by the end of the year making strides, big strides. And we felt great about it. So then not only that, my youngest, because she learned to read during this time and all this, she's trying to be like big sister. Um, when she came around for this next year for her to be in kindergarten, she was already above where she needed to be. Yeah. Wow. So, for, so for us, and I know this is very atypical for us, um, COVID with kids in the school thing was actually a blessing. A blessing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did she do her own activities or did she do the stuff that came from school? Because I remember they would give her stuff from school or did she just get her own? It it was both. Okay. Right. So she would do things that were assigned from the school. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also as, as an educator, she already had a bunch of things. So she would then say, you know, let's, let's try this. Let's try that. And then for my youngest, who was I think five at the time, Hey, why don't you jump in on this? And uh, yeah, that's, yeah, it was a blessing. Yeah. So then how did it transform into the community, you know, playing with other kids, you know, did you guys right. sequester yourself? Right. Because no one knew what was going on. Sure. No one knew the, the etiology. Right. No one knew the transfer. People were just getting sick. Yeah. So did you hunker down or? Right. So in, in the community, um, the, the first time I heard the words social distancing was on a neighborhood app with just a, there's about 60 homes in our neighborhood mm-hmm. and there's, I don't know, maybe 15 or so people on this app. And we just kind of discuss, you know, things are going on in the neighborhood and a neighbor said, Hey, during this time, we're going to socially distance. And I had no idea what that meant. And I was like, did somebody do something wrong? Like, you know, what, <laughs> what, what's going on? And, and then I finally started understanding what that meant. Somebody has cholera. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I finally understood what that meant. And I was like, okay, so maybe this is, you know, a little more serious as far as like what's going on in the, in the community and with our kids and them playing together. And looks like there's going to be added, uh, you know, steps that need to be taken for kids mm-hmm. to play. Right. So when it was, Hey, go over to so-and-so's house, go play, have fun, check in with me in a little bit, um, turned into, well, you can't really go into their house or so-and-so is not allowed into our house because her mom said so those type things. So that was, that was definitely different. Um, A little backstory, my youngest, her first in her first year of being alive, she was in the hospital three times for RSV. So respiratory illnesses. And it was, it was rough. Um, Her third time in the hospital, she got RSV a couple of days later, my eldest got RSV and they were both in the hospital at the same time. And so, I mean, as young parents, like we were freaking out. Um, and so all that said, you know, going through all the, all the respiratory stuff, find out my eldest is borderline, um, asthmatic. My mm-hmm. youngest is an asthmatic. So we got all the things we needed to set up for respiratory illnesses at our home. So then COVID hits and is it a respiratory we are yep. scared to death. Yep. I'm not scared for me. My wife's not scared for her. We are scared to death for our kids because we've seen them on high flow oxygen in the hospital, you know, on IVs and all that. And just praying. And we wish we could have taken that away from them. Right. Like I'll take that if you, if you live. And so we've seen all that. So it was really rough. Um, We know we had family in town that were like, we'd love to see you guys. I'm like, I would love to see you too. Yeah. But I've been there with my kids when I'm wondering if they're going to make it through the night. And it's probably not a good idea. So when did you kind of relax that? Probably nine months. Yeah. I mean, it was probably, you know, and then as things start coming out. The whole right, year, no, basically. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and, you know, nobody knew. And it was, and, and then what did come out was, was speculatory. Yep. And so then you start, you know, start building up some, uh, some research and things like that to say, okay, all right. I think we can, you know, I think, I think, I think we know what to do now. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, yeah. And then, you know, the more, really the thing was the more research that came out that said, Hey, kids are getting this, but it's really not too bad unless there's some pre existing conditions. And of course, we're like, Hey, yeah, that's asthma, us. that could be us. Um, so, you know, fast forward a little bit, the whole, the whole family ended up uh, this past February, we all got it. We all ended up okay. finally getting COVID. And uh, before the vaccinations. Right. Okay. Right. So we got it in, we got it, uh, the whole family got it in February and, um, you know, my wife and I got it pretty rough, not, not horrible, but pretty rough. Um, you know, a couple of weeks not feeling great at all. A couple of days of fever, you know, loss of taste and all that. Um, the kids got sick at the exact same time. So I knew that they got it and they were two days, one day of a little bit of a fever, uh, a day of some sniffles and the cough. Bang, bang two days they were over, they were done. They were back to hundred percent full strength. Dang. And I was like, Oh, thank you God yeah. <laughs> that it didn't, it didn't hit us that, that bad. And it didn't hit them that bad. So now we're in the winter dread kind of, but it's not really a winter dread cause it's been nice outside. It's been characteristic for a winter in Colorado. You know, it's almost like kids nowadays don't even play outside enough. Get them outside, right. play. Right. We did, you know, going outside was a blessing for us. Oh Just yeah. Getting out of the house. That's right. I think the more you get them outside, the better it is, especially with the pandemic, you know, just outside. It's, it's just a good thing, you know, to clear right. the lungs, things like that. Yep. So did you keep them outside? Yep. Keep them playing? Yeah. Yeah. We did not want to be those parents that just kept our kids inside all the time. Yep. Um, we wanted them to get some vitamin D, right? Get out, 
yeah. we want them to get dirty. Um, you know, I think those things are, they're, they're good. Um, it, but you know, we're definitely, we were looking at, uh, if it was too cold, you know, we're going to yeah. get earaches and things like that. We don't want that. Um, and then, you know, of course we're using our hand sanitizers and, and, and all of that. Um, you know, taking our emergency and, you know, things like that yep. to try to keep word it off. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the same, but we weren't going to be those people that just said, no, you got to stay inside. This isn't, you know, how did you guys transform family time? So you went from no time outside the house to getting outside the house and doing things. So what did right. you, what did you morph into? Yeah. So, um, we always, well, I should say it this way. We, we've never shied away from road trips mm-hmm. since, since our kids were born, we've always done road trips and, and they actually, they travel super well to this day. And so, um, being in the car as a family is, is, uh, is important to us. So we would find ourselves in the, you know, afternoon we'd get off work and be like, let's just go drive around. You know, we're not really supposed to go in, you know, restaurants are closed, all that. Let's go drive around. Let's go drive up in the mountains a little bit. Maybe see if we can see some, some deer or something. Right. And just get out. It felt so freeing, even though we were staying in our car just to get out. Just out of the house. We're out of the house and we're, and we're together. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So what about extended family time? When did you transform into that? You know, seeing the grandparents, seeing the extended family. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think once, you know, we had the, we had the mandates for a while where you couldn't mm-hmm. even go to the store unless you really had to and those type things. But, um, but I remember a couple of times, like my parents had just moved into town and they really wanted to see the girls. So that's their only grandkids. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, we want to see the girls. So did they move during the pandemic? They moved um, November right before the pandemic happened. Okay. 19. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they came to town and they had been gone. Um, they had been out of Colorado for, I think, about 10 years. So they, they hadn't been close to our girls yet, um, just on you know vacations mm-hmm. and here and there. So. It was really rough, man, because there were a couple of times my mom was like, we just want to see the girls. And I was like, you know, we've got to be really careful. We don't want you to get sick. Yep. And Either way. Right, yep. right. And, um, you know, a, a couple of the weirdest times I think of my life were going to my parents' house and standing outside and waving at them while just they're seeing, inside yep. and just seeing yep. them across. And it was just... It didn't feel right, but it was better than nothing, but it was better than nothing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you limit the anxiety and stress that, that the pandemic brought even between you and your wife? Sure. Yeah. And then the kids. Right. Um, Road trips, but besides road trips. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, we, we feel like living life to the fullest is, is important to us. And while we were very concerned about how, you know, the girls would do in this type of world, we weren't concerned for ourselves at all. And we knew that um, we didn't feel like that staying inside and staying, uh, you know, hermits and all that was going to be beneficial to us as a family unit or as individuals. And so, um, you know, we, we decided that we, we want to take healthy risks, right. And, and, and not put ourselves in bad places and packed rooms and things like that. But I wanted to be, wanted to be able to go do things and, and be out and about as best we could and not live in, in fear. Um, so even after you guys got sick, did you still yeah. do a healthy amount of precautions? 
Yeah, 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 because because yeah. it's not just about us, right? Yeah. It's about it's about it's about others as well. It's yeah. about the, the our, our family and friends and keeping them safe and all that as well. So, yeah, you know, while there was a kind of a sense of relief when it was all said and done, like okay, we've got it based on what we're reading and what we're understanding. There's some some um, you know some some antibodies there yeah. that's going to help us uh, kind of weather this. Um, we still, you know, there's still a lot of family that haven't gotten it yet or haven't had their uh, vaccinations. Yeah. And, and so we, we want to be cautious and careful and, and caring of, of them. Protect everybody. Right. Yeah. So eating habits, what about eating habits? Did you guys do anything? <laughs> I see your girls yeah. on Facebook, man, and they're yeah. cooking up a storm. Right. Right. <laughs> Every time yes. I look on there, somebody's cooking something. Right. So, um, as a little side gig, my wife has been doing food tours in downtown Colorado Springs. So she loves mom and pop, you know, local restaurants. Mm-hmm. So when the pandemic hit, a lot of people started getting their groceries to go at Walmart and King Supers and all that. Mm-hmm. Not us. We, <laughs> we, you know, we order, order food from all these mom and pops cause we want to help them out. Yeah. So, um, so we actually, you know, we, we, uh, we kind of upped our game. And so we were getting good food uh, more often because we were, you know, going to these mom and pops and, and these, these local eateries um, and having them, you know, deliver the food or just go pick it up real mm-hmm. quick and, and come back home. And, you know, one, um, why not? Two, just support these guys. Yeah, helping the economy. Yeah. So, so we, we actually, during that time, we enjoyed lots of different you know, food type things. And, um, one thing, and I don't know if, I think we've talked about this before, but we do, we do no thank you bites at our house. So if you get something put in front of you and you don't think you like it, mm-hmm. you're going to take a no thank you bite. And what that means is you're going to take a bite of it and then, <laughs> and then you can tell me, do you like it or do you not? And then tell me why you don't, you don't like it or you do like it. So what and, have been the foods that have been no thank you? What's the, what's well, foods? Um, oh my gosh. Never. <laughs> um, so risotto was one. Oh, we did a risotto that they're like, I don't think this, this doesn't look. And I was like, no, no let's, you let's, try it. let's try it. Take a no thank you bite. And, uh, you know, honestly, probably 75% of the time they take they're a bite eating. and they're like, okay, this That's isn't so bad. bad. Yeah. Maybe it looks bad. Right. Yeah. And right. Saying, I don't know. I like this or not. This right. doesn't look right. Right. Now, and, and if they take a bite and they say, listen, this, this isn't for me. I don't, I don't like it because this, this, and this. Okay, that's fair. You know, we can wow. talk about that, but but they do have to take a bite. So, how does the eating transform into the Facebook pages of them cooking? That's awesome, by the way. Yeah. So, awesome. um, I, I enjoy cooking. I think I would say my wife and I probably share that responsibility, mm-hmm. probably fifty fifty. Um, and then we we enjoy it. You know, we we typically will throw on some some music and and you know get after it, have some fun while we're cooking. And, and, uh, so the girls have noticed that and, you know, we try new things. And so they have decided that they wanted to try here and there. So, um, lately what you've been seeing is our eldest saying, man, I really want to learn how to cook more things. So for Christmas, she got uh, a couple kids cookbooks and she got okay. an apron and all that. And so I see a little sister there on the side that she's checking it out. She's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Right. Right. Yeah, so they both have been been getting into it, and it's been awesome. So, how do you establish calm? You know, this crazy time. You know, between what the, there's what the winds, the shootings, the fires. It's, it's just crazy out there. How do you establish? How do you keep the family calm? Yeah. Um, man, that's a good, really good question. Um, I think I think we try to keep things 
consistent um, in in times when they should be consistent. So like you know bedtime routines and things yep. like that. Routine right? is good. Um, waking up routines and then right after school routines. Those are things that I think those are really um, those those are times that uh, the kids. What's the right word for it? Um, they notice more, right? They're, they're, mm-hmm. So, so when we can set those things, um, keep them on track. Yeah, keep them on track, track. At, at 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 certain times of the day, and that keeps things a little bit calm. So the rest of the time can be kind of hectic. You know, yep. a couple hours before bed, maybe that's, you know, who knows what that looks like. But we, you know, trying to keep that right before bed, waking up in the morning, and then right after school, fairly consistent. And that kind of really helps, helps too. Is they don't watch the news. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, and even for us, I think that yeah. was a thing that we definitely could have gotten sucked into a whole yeah. lot. And, and I think I did somewhat. And it was like, man, I got to back out of this. Yeah, limit, Limiting not. the news kind of helps, I think, the family yeah. unit from yeah. the top to the bottom. Yeah. 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 It kind of limits that anxiety. Yeah. I did tell my kids, though, if uh, COVID was around when they were in school, I think we'd all be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been yeah. tough. You know, parents that have been through COVID now and getting their kids through COVID you know, much, much kudos to them because that's yeah. definite plus for them. Right. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a conversation with my girls in about 10 years and say, let's talk about this COVID thing back when it started happening. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think I heard a lot of talk about like, oh, this is really stunting their growth. And, you know, and all these kids are having to stay inside and all these rules and, and all But I, I want to have a conversation with them in about 10 years and say, what do you remember about those times? Because here, here's my thought. I feel like what they're going to say is mom and dad were around a whole lot more, which was true. Mm-hmm. We were intentional about family time a whole lot more. Right. That's, that's my hope. Like at least that's my, that's my hope. That's my prayer that, that they, that they say that. And I think that's true because that's what we tried to do with them. Right. Like we'll get down on the floor. We'll, we're playing games. We're doing things as a family. We're being creative. And, um, and that's what I hope that they remember of these times when there was quarantine happening. I, I think what you guys are doing too is, is that you're making memories mm-hmm. and those memories last a lifetime. They'll say, Hey, you know, we learned how to cook. Yeah. Hey, we had that lady downstairs teach us, mm-hmm. um, all those memories that are imprinted on their brain, man, will be there forever. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I hope so. So normalcy, um, navigating uncertainty, the future is kind of uncertain, you know, sure. when, when is COVID in? How do you tackle that? You just keep up with the routines and yeah, and maybe add in a little spice every now and then. Yeah, I mean, I think that one's. I think I think fairly simple. It's just stay with the routines that we have, and then sprinkle in some some uh, some fun creativity here and there. Um, and then you know, again, not 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 listening to the to the news too much about what's going on. You know, like I have to do that more myself. Seriously, right. I get sucked in. Yeah, sucked into this, sucked into that. Like. Maybe I won't watch the news. Maybe I'll just do some uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Two episodes on Channel 21. Right. Yeah, 536 and not watch the news. <laughs> right. Right. No, I mean, we don't want to be people that bear our head in the sand either. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't want to do that and ignore all of it. But, um, but um, you know, in moderation, right? Yeah. So, turning positives or turning negatives into positives, how do you guys tackle that? Yeah. What's the... So... You know, it's been rough in, in some areas where, you know, things have been canceled, right? So, yeah. um, um, you know, the graduation last year for each of the kids from their grades. Well, there wasn't a graduation ceremony necessarily, right? There was a kind of a drive-through type of a, of a thing. Um, during COVID, my wife got her MBA. Explain that one. That was awesome. I saw that film on Facebook. Explain that oh, one, Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> 
So my wife got her MBA and she worked her butt off to get this thing. Full-time job, couple side gigs, full-time mom, wife, all this, and ends up, you know, working really hard and getting her MBA. So um, she, there was not going to be a ceremony for her. And I just felt like she needed to be celebrated for for the hard work that she did. And that was early in COVID, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And so that was, that was going into May, June of that 2020. First, yeah. Yep. And uh, still some uncertainty there at that time. So there was no ceremony. Um, she grew up with a dad who loved cars and old cars and uh, Mopar and, and, you know, muscle cars and all that. And so um, I reached out to the uh, Mopar uh, group of Colorado and they happened to be around this area and said, Hey, here's what's going on. Um, I feel like she should be celebrated. Would you guys be interested in doing a, just a drive-through celebration? Um, I'll bring, you know, have some friends over. It'll all be outside. We'll keep our distance mm-hmm. and I won't tell her about it. And if you guys come through the neighborhood and, you know, rev your engines and all that. And they, he was, the guy was like, let me check with the others in the group. You know, a day later, he's like, I, they're okay. all into it. Huh? He's like, I, 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 he's like, it sounds like <laughs> these guys are looking for something to do anyway. Yeah. Right. They're bored too. So he goes, uh, and it's safe and it's safe. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, I, I don't know that we're going to have more than maybe 10 or 12 cars. And I was like, man, that's fine. So day, day comes around and we get all this stuff set up and I get her outside and there's friends there and all. And, um, turns out they had like 30 plus Mopar, <laughs> these challengers and, it and just, just grew. awesome. Yeah. And they came through and then of course all the neighbors, you know, in the neighborhood, they're, they're coming out on their porches to watch yeah. and see what's going on and they're loving it too. And so I went live on Facebook to show all that and, uh, just a way to celebrate her. So, you know, talk about a creative way to celebrate people when what they should have been doing was walking across the stage and, yep. you know, getting pictures and, and kudos that way. Um, he had to be creative, but won't the memory of the Mopar cars going across the neighborhood right. be almost, yeah. almost bigger than walk across stage. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you know, you get, we just, you had to think outside the box yep. and, and create your own fun, um, and, and safe fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hopes and wishes for a post pre actually post COVID it's got to end eventually. Yeah. I think I think the more research we're coming up with, I think we're we're getting there. I hope so, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, we got what Alpha, Delta, and Omicron, yeah. Negatron, or yeah. Megatron, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but. hopes and future wishes. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we. I don't know that it goes away, but I think yeah. that we we learn to adapt and we learn to keep each other uh, safe. And, um, I think, you know, we've implemented some new safety things, you know, like we're, we use hand sanitizer a whole lot more, right? right? Um, you know, we, we try to clean ourselves a little more. We try to, you know, Lysol more and just things like that, that, um, that doesn't mean I don't want them to, you know, kids to go out and go play in the dirt. Yep. Some D- do, you know, go play with the dogs, go, you know, whatever, get dirty. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, there's certainly some things that, um, that I think, um, we will continue to implement, and, uh, and I think those are good things. So closing words to a parent out there that's struggling with their kid, trying yeah. to get them out, yeah. uh, trying to get them off the Xbox, right? things like that. What are your, yeah. what are your words of wisdom? Yeah. So one, you got to be intentional, right? Like, so plan something, um, and execute it. Think outside the box and, um, and make those memories. It's for us. We don't need more things, right? We, our house is filled with things, 
we, like you said earlier, we intentionally try to make memories. Yep. And so, so, so do something, um, out of the box, uh, get in the car, go take a drive, you know, pull, pull through Sonic, grab some drinks and go, you know, go wherever, go, you know, if you're by the beach, go drive and then talk about things, talk about life, talk about how things are going and just be super intentional because I think when we look back, I think that our kids are going to say, man, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa were, were around a whole lot more during the yeah. COVID time. Yeah. You know, it goes to the fact that, you know, all these companies said that, that people never work from home. It's like, well, <laughs> maybe that wasn't entirely true. Right. And I think there's going to be a, a bunch of uh, commercial property open soon. Yeah. So people can be more intentional with their kids and, and, right. and have fun and make memories. Right. All right, Jeremy. That was fun. That Quick, was, man. Easy. Yeah. To the point. <laughs> Appreciate you being here. Uh, reach out to us on the Raising Kids Raising Canes podcast episode 046. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye.